Excellence Expected, the inspirational business advice podcast. Hey, 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 guys. Welcome to another episode of Excellence Expected with me, Mark Asquith. Now, one of the biggest issues that we all struggle with is noise and specifically making the same noise as everyone else. How the heck do you differentiate yourself? How do you stand out from the crowd and how do you build value off the back of that? To put it mildly, if you're speaking to everyone, you're speaking to no one. And that is the issue that we're going to define, challenge and conquer today. And joining me on this episode is someone that I have great, great pleasure in speaking to, someone that has mastered the art of differentiation and creating a unified message for thousands of businesses across the world. So it gives me great pleasure to welcome to the show, Mr. Matthew Pollard. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing very well, Mark. How are you? I am good, thank you, sir. Not bad at all. Not bad, sir. What a curious topic. I can't wait to dive into this a little bit further. But before we do that, let's put it into some context. What is it that you do to help people, sir? Where did you come from? What is your background? Okay, well, I think the the first thing to probably explain is if I said to somebody right now that I was a marketing specialist, well, then I would be a marketing specialist just like everybody else. And I would assume that everybody would just tune out. And it also isn't actually what I do. And this is the thing that most people will find. They'll say that they're a business coach or they'll say that they're an electrician or they'll say that they're a florist. And this is just the functional skill of what they do. So for me, I am the rapid growth guy. And what I help organizations do is obtain rapid growth throughout their business. And I do that through a process of sales systemization, niche marketing, differentiation and message unification. But also I help them build the solid foundations underneath to get them ready for rapid growth. Because the worst thing in the world is to have a business that you're trying to rapidly grow when you've got customer complaints and product defects everywhere. That is a fantastic point and something that I I would wholeheartedly agree so many people don't take into consideration. And just to kind of flip that around a little bit, obviously you specialize in this rapid growth. And when people come to you, What do they typically look like? What is a typical scenario for someone knocking on your door and saying, Matthew, I need help? So what's funny is that I've learned that typical doesn't actually apply to what I do. So I started off, I created the Better Business Coach because I got approached by so many organizations that wasn't ready for rapid growth that I found myself coaching them to build those solid foundations. So I built Better Business Coach to provide 155 templates to coaches that would could then work with these clients to get them ready to speak to me. But I do do that a lot myself. But what I find is my clientele comes from everywhere. So I've worked with ghostwriters. I've worked with language coaches. I've worked with, well, just recently, I just finished working with a client that teaches autistic kids piano. So realistically, they come from all walks of life. I've worked with top 50 podcasters. I've worked with major, large corporates. I've worked with lobby groups. Realistically, anybody that wants their message to speak to an audience and is finding at the moment, for whatever reason, whether it's undefined or they picked the wrong market to communicate it to, they're just not getting the success that they want. Yeah, I I hear that a lot as well. So many people don't necessarily know where to turn with this. And what are some of the effects that that can have? If someone doesn't come to you, if someone never actually takes that step, 
what are some of the, the the downsides? What's the degradation that can happen to that business if they don't actually address this? Well, let's talk about what was happening to uh, the Beijing Language Academy, which was a client of mine in California. And they're one of the, the largest language academies in uh, California. And they focus on teaching kids and adults in the Beverly Hills area how to learn Mandarin. And they spent a lot of their time, well, they spent a lot of their time working to try and obtain clients and keep clients against all the other people that were new entrants into the market that were willing to cut their prices to the bone to just get their first couple of clients. Now, as you can imagine, if you're teaching Mandarin and they're teaching Mandarin, well, clearly, maybe the teacher could be slightly better or worse, but realistically, you're learning the same skill and you're learning it from the same discipline or the same functional uh, element of a provider. So you're not gonna see any difference. And she came to me with the problem of how do I compete and still charge between 50 and $80 an hour? And I guess that's the problem that a lot of people get stuck in. They focus on competing and they continually cut themselves to the bone on price when they're just, that's a long way to the bottom in, in the way I see it. And what I do is I look for a way that we can avoid the battle altogether. And by creating a message that speaks to a specific group of people that rally to your cause, that's how you step away from it. But I've worked with, a, a, for instance, another example is a ghostwriter that I worked with that in 2013, he'd earned $27,000. In 2014, when he called me in August, he was only, he only earned $12,000 and he was about to go back and get a job. And that's why I hate people not coming to me or not at least knowing these principles, which we're going to be giving away in the later part of this uh, this interview, which is great and I love to help. Because if you don't create a unified message, you end up working for somebody else after the horrific experience of running your own business that just didn't go as well as what you thought. Because hell, you know the skill and everybody knows that you're wonderful at what you do. The truth is you just couldn't get any customers to buy from you. And it must be something that we're all sat there scratching our heads about at times. And I, I just want to step into a little bit more about your background, because we are going to give away some fantastic value a little later. And just to, again, put a little bit more context into that, how did you realize there was a very specific need for this particular niche? How did you become the rapid growth guy? Well, what was interesting is I stumbled into it. So if you can imagine an introverted guy with a reading speed of a sixth grader in late high school, that was me. I had horrible acne and I got myself a job working at a real estate agency after high school before I went to university because I needed a year break. I needed a year to recover. High school was very, very tough for someone that struggled with every single class. And during that time, I was there for maybe three weeks and the company that I was working for, they went bankrupt. And I found myself without a job. I grew up in a poor family. I had no choice. I needed to find another job quick. So what I did is I pulled up the paper and surprise, surprise, just before Christmas, the only jobs you can get are sales jobs, commission only. So I had no choice. So I, I picked up the I picked up the phone. I called a few of them. I booked interviews and I was lucky enough that I wore a suit because most people didn't. And I got promoted. Well, I got employed into the business team. Now, when I say that was a lucky strike for me, there were about 20 other people that week that got employed. And I found out later that they just hired everybody. Now, to feel like somebody that's completely undervalued or not valued at all, and I found out a term later, which is they throw mud on a wall and see what sticks, and I was that mud. And I had to learn how to sell quickly. I had no other option, I needed to earn money. And they gave us five days of product training, they sent us out without any real sales training. And I learned by doing. I trained myself how to sell through YouTube videos. And my first day, there was 93 doors before I made my first sale. And I remember thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I have to go and do this again tomorrow. 
So I continued to watch YouTube videos and continued to get better at selling. And within a period of just a, a few weeks, actually, I was starting to become the number one salesperson in the nation. Within a few months, I was starting to win awards. And within nine months, I'd been promoted so many times that I ended up the state manager of the head office state for the largest sales and marketing company in the Southern Hemisphere. What I realized is that there were two things that I was doing. One is that was I was learning to sell really, really well. The second one is I learned ways to separate myself from every other person that walked into the door, and I was teaching my sales teams how to do that. Now, when I got back, I would continually get, to put it nicely, ripped off for pay. And anytime I went and complained about it, my boss would say, you're 19, you should be lucky to be getting what you're getting, be appreciative. I went to speak to my father and he said to me, if you've got a job, you've already lost. Go do it for yourself if you think you can. And so I did. I opened up a business on the top of a subway and within 12 months, it had turned over a million dollars and within three years, it was the largest uh, It was the largest broker for B2B mobiles in the country. So the reason for that is I set ourselves up as a brokerage. Everybody else was competing with one product. We were competing with a series of products and we said that one differentiator that we used is that everybody else was cheap but offered no service. We were still cheap but all the customer service would be handled directly through us and we would sort it out with the provider. Well, businesses were dying for that sort of service and we, we grew so rapidly, it was crazy. Now, since then, I've done that with five separate businesses. I've been responsible for five separate multi-million dollar success stories. Now, I've done a lot more for my clients, but the last one that I did for myself, which was back in 2013, and look, I still do a lot of business within construction and I still do a lot of consulting and, and these are multi-million dollar businesses, but the last really big business I built was a school and that was your equivalent of a college uh, or the American equivalent of a college. And what we did was we realized that if we had have opened up at this college and competed for people that were trying to obtain MBAs, we would have really got beaten down with all the people that wanted those high level qualifications with the Ivy League schools. If we had have gone after college kids or high school kids, again, people want to go to Ivy League schools. We would have got murdered. What we did is we realized there was a segment and it was a small segment, but if you can imagine your plumber, your electrician, your builder, your florist, all of these people had probably left school at year 10 or the age of 16, gone and done a trade qualification and then gone out to work for somebody else, eventually saying, hell, I'm so much better than everyone else at this, I'm gonna go do it for myself. They open up a business and then all of a sudden they've got to deal with how to manage staff, how to manage their own time, how to manage their marketing and sales, how to manage their budgets and financial plans. They just didn't know how to do this stuff. They had a view that teaching, uh, sorry, if you can't do, you teach. So they didn't wanna to go to school, but they wanted business coaching, but they couldn't afford business coaching. So we created a product which was business coaching at a price you can afford. Our program was built like a mastermind. We took in uh, 20 business owners for every class that we ran, and we ran it with a business coach at the front, not a teacher. Well, we couldn't, we couldn't support the amount of growth we were getting. We, we rapidly opened to four different offices, and we were the fastest growing uh, RTO, which is what it's called in Australia, in the country for the next three years. We picked up your well, the American equivalent of Macy's. We picked up a load of medical associations, the Law Institute, because these are the same people. These people have got law degrees, but they don't have the business experience to run their own business. And then what we found as a real surprise or a nice treat 
is we picked up the top three national premiership teams for our AFL, which is the equivalent to the American NFL. And that's what what happened just in the space of three years. What'll surprise you even more is I was doing my MBA at the time because I got invited to do so. I still had never done an undergrad. So I was a person running a school that had no further education at the time outside a high school qualification. Pretty safe to say that you know how to manage the old rapid growth, and that's an impressive story. It really, really is. And I'm curious to I'm curious to hear more about that. Actually, and I'd just like to dig in a little bit further. Is there anywhere online regarding that story? Where can people go for more of that, more of you specifically, before we get to the value? Yeah, definitely. So obviously, you can check out my website, which is matthewpollard.guru. Now, that's .guru, not .com. This uh, 16-year-old boy, ha- well, actually, I think he's about 12. He has uh, he has the .com, and I haven't got the heart to make him an offer to buy it from him. Luckily <laughs> enough, the, .com, the .gurus came out, and that, that's why I grabbed that. Now, what you'll find is on my website, uh, I also have a podcast called Better Business Coach, and that teaches business coaches how to be better at what they do, how to sell business coaching, how to – I provide all the t- templates that I've spent over the last decade creating and perfecting. And that's all given away throughout that podcast. But what I find is a lot of small businesses that can't afford coaching yet are also utilizing that stuff for themselves. But I also give away huge amounts of content. For anyone that joins my email series, they get huge amounts of access to to what we're going to be talking about today, how to differentiate yourself, how to find your niche market, sales systemization. Apparently, I've got so many pages you can get lost in it. Um, So to be able to to look at stuff and and find ready to use actionable advice. My website's a perfect go to. I also write for places like Salesforce.com, Entrepreneur, CEO. I'm a monthly regular on Fox Seven, so there's plenty of information. If you just type my name into Google, you will literally go on for a few pages of different places and different articles that I've written. And I would suggest that I'm a big believer on giving back. So if you have questions, just comment on any of them, and you'll always find that you'll get a response from me very quickly after afterwards. Love that. Fantastic. You've got to put the time into the responses. That is amazing, Matthew. So yeah, check it out, guys. Do a Google search, Matthew Pollard, and of course, MatthewPollard.guru. Now, sir, let's dig into this value. Regular listeners of the show, you guys will know that we define, challenge, and conquer, usually with three actionable tips at the end of the show. But today, Matthew has prepared a heck of a lot more extra value for you guys. So Matthew, you have a very special five-step sequence, don't you? Can you talk us through that? Because I'm really intrigued to dig into this one. Okay. So this is the process, by the way, that I have used to create an iTunes new and noteworthy podcast in both video and audio sectors in three separate continents at the same time. This is the strategy that I have used to create content on my own website that's had over three and a half thousand shares just on Twitter within the space of a few weeks. So this strategy works for any type of business that you use. I've worked in bricks and mortar businesses. I've used this content and what I'm specifically doing with anything from an autoresponder company to a person that, as I said, teaches piano to autistic kids. So if you were to think that your business this won't work. What I would suggest, and I would challenge you to write why on one of the articles or any of the things that I put out, and I'm more than happy to help you figure out exactly why, as long as the rest of the community benefits from it as well. So step one for me is that a lot of people really struggle with understanding who their customer is. And that's why they get stuck in that I help everybody approach. For instance, if I'm a landscaper, well, I want to offer landscaping services to everybody. If I'm a marketer, like what I am, I want to say, well, I offer marketing services. Now, that the problem with that is if my customer is everybody, 
then I'm, I'm not speaking to anybody, really, am I? Because no one says, well, I'm going to go and speak to Matt because Matt is the person to speak to for this. So I tell my customers, if you're not interested in rapid growth, there are plenty of coaches out there that will help you get cost reductions or help you become slightly more product- productive. But if rapid growth is what you want, then you come talk to me. So that's how I know who my customer segment is. So the first thing I get people to do is I get them to write down two lists. And the first one is the list of customers that they make, sorry, that they make the most money out of. The second list is a list of clients that they give the most value to. Now, what I mean by that, and a lot of people struggle to understand what they mean by uh, most value. Think about the customers that sing your praises and refer you to everybody and are happy to write you a testimonial. And even when you deliver something five days late, they're still okay with it and they're just happy to see you provide that service. Those are the customers that that I would like to think are the ones that are the biggest supporters of who you are. Then once you've got those lists, what I want you to do, and I, I want you to write down the names of these customers, but step two is you'll find that there are some similarities between these different groups of people or these different names. So what I want you to do is group things that you see similar and give that group a name. Now, in marketing, we call that a segment or a market segment. And this is going to be a series of different groups that you could tend to work within. So what we then want to do is for step three, what we want to do is we want to circle in red all the segments we make very, very good money out of. And all in blue, all of the segments that we find we get the best results for. Now, what I mean by that is we've already, we've, we've now moved things into customer groups. So we used to have two specific lists. Now we've migrated all these names. What you'll find is there's a few segments or just one segment where you have a red circle and a blue circle around the same customer segment. You have now found your absolute target niche. And this is what I did with um, with that language institute that I was mentioning earlier. They came to me with the problem of how do I charge between 50 and $80 an hour when everybody else is coming to compete with me. And what I said to them is, what I want you to do is tell me what your goals are and I want you to fill out what I call my customer avatar, uh, my customer avatar profile, or a lot of people call it a, just a customer profile. Now, Once she filled this out, I found that what I saw was there were two or three customers, I can't remember now how many she worked with, that were executives that she was helping with a few extra things. First thing is she helped them understand what was called Galaxy. And Galaxy is the Eastern world's way of developing rapport. See, in the Western world, we want to have a conversation today and sign a contract tomorrow at the absolute latest where in the Eastern world, they want to go out to dinner with you a few times. They want to see you drunk singing karaoke to find out what character you are before they even contemplate working with you. And there's a whole story about Dell Communications, I believe it was, that went out there to sell computers. And after the third meeting, he got frustrated that they still haven't even talked about the fact that a laptop could be involved in this discussion. He got frustrated and he asked to speak about the product. And they let him speak very politely and then never welcomed him back. And they've never been welcomed back since. So they had to understand this thing called Galaxy. She also helped them understand how to reduce their accent so that they'd be seen as less of a tourist. And the third thing is she helped them understand the difference between the Western and the Eastern world version of e-commerce and the expectations there, and they're worlds apart. So I said to her, I said, Wendy, what I find that you're doing with this, and this will get into the second part that we're about to talk about, these three people that you're working with, 
you're not just helping them with Mandarin, are you? What are you helping them with? And see, she was stuck in the functional skill. And this is the thing that I really want people to pull, pull themselves out of. So with these three people, she made very good money out of them and they were really happy with the results they were getting. But what, what I said to her, that what she was doing is she was helping these people become successful in China. All of a sudden it clicked for her because that's what she was doing. We then opened up the China Success Intensive and we worked a joint venture relationship with a few immigration agents that anytime they were relocating someone to China, they would recommend her $30,000 program, which was a five-week program that worked with the executive, the spouse and the children to help them relocate and be ready to be successful when they got there. Because after all, if the executive's there and the spouse and the children aren't happy, it makes it a lot harder to be successful. Now she struggles with getting staff quick enough to deal with the amount of demand she's got. So let's step into step four, which will show you how to do this. Step four is write down all the specific things you do for this these groups that you circled both in red and in blue. So for Wendy, she if, if we would have done this with her, she would have written down that she helped them understand Galaxy. She helped them understand e-commerce in China. She helped them reduce their accents. And they were, look, there was a plethora of other things as well, but these are the things that she would have written down mostly. Step five is that what we wanna do is from the customer's perspective, we wanna write down what the higher purpose is or what the true benefit of what she did was. Now, when we're doing that, you might have come up with words like they, it's, it's less embarrassing when they're in, in conversations, uh, they perhaps can get more sales as a result, their kids will be happy. These are all the benefits from a customer's perspective that they could, they could write down. But then the most important thing that we write down is how can we summarize this in one short and concise sentence that encapsulates all of what we've just written down? And for her, it was she helped people become successful in China. Well, once we had that she made people successful in China, she became this, uh, the China Success Coach. She opened up the, well, she rebranded into the China Success Institute. She opened the China Success Intensive. And now she has all her products and services that flow from that. Once I determined that I was the rapid growth guy, I created the rapid growth intensive. I get invited to all of these things and all I do is speak on the concepts of rapid growth. When I'm asked to talk about how to create a rapidly launching podcast or social media strategy, it all comes back to creating rapid growth within those things, which all comes back to my strategy before we begin. So those are the five steps. And if any business does that, they'll obtain success. Because what you're really doing is you're saying, forget everybody I speak to. As a matter of fact, I'm less interested in my main customers. I'm more interested in the customers that I get the most success with, that are also the customers that I make the most profit out of. And even if it's one customer that you had once, trust me, there's more of them out there. Go find them and that's where you'll create a business that succeeds and rapidly grows. And that is such a powerful concept as well, such a fantastic roadmap for people. And I can almost hear the cogs whirring. I can almost hear us all sat there thinking, all right, this makes perfect sense. I can see the power in that. If we're sat there wondering where to get started, who do I need to involve in these small business decisions? What typically are the hurdles that people face early on in that? Because that can be, I would assume, quite a mind shift for some people. So what are some of the hurdles and how can we jump over those? So I'm going to give you the easiest example in the world. I'm sure every single person that's listening to this podcast, including yourself, Mark, has probably heard somebody say when you're at a networking function, you ask, what do you do? They respond, I'm a business coach. 
Now, that has the same uh, connotation these days as I sell insurance. People want to run for the hills. You're about to sell them something and everybody knows it. But the truth of the matter is that they're not business coaches. They do so much more and every business coach focuses in so many different things that they're actually nothing alike. The problem is people get caught up in what what I call or what is called the functional skill of what they do. For instance, if I'm a florist, I'm a florist. If I'm a plumber, I'm a plumber. If I'm a typewriter maintenance repairman, I'm a typewriter maintenance repairman. And this does not help you when you're trying to message to a client what you actually do. So the one piece of advice I can give anybody or the one major roadblock that you need to learn to avoid is after doing this, if you come back to anything like your functional skill of what you do, you're doing it wrong and that's not the path for you. That's a very interesting concept. And I would I would challenge that a lot of people can't actually articulate anything over and above that functional state. And is there anything that you personally talk people through to try and draw out this information? If there is a bit of a roadblock in front of people, do you, do you actually work through anything to say, well, look, let's draw this bit of info out that you might not actually be aware is in there? So what I find quite frequently, and there's an episode on my podcast, which is called um, Forget About Goals, Why is the Key to Success? And it's episode 17 of my podcast. Now, you can get a direct link to that, or you can obviously go to my website, or you can just go to betterbusinesscoachpodcast.com. Episode 17 helps people understand exactly what they want. See, with goal setting, a lot of people will write down, well, if they write it down at all, they'll write down what they think is important to them. And I challenge this first up all the time. See, what I find is the first step I give people is write down three business goals and three personal goals. One, very selfish to yourself because the selfish goal is the one that's going to drive you. See, if I don't give people permission to be selfish, what I tend to find is they start to busily write down all the things like save the world. And truth of the matter is a lot of the times it comes down to making money or having a specific life experience. Then what I tell them to do is summarize each one of those goals using SMART criteria, which I cover off in that podcast. But the major keys there are specific, measurable, and time-based. Like people say, I want to retire one day. Well, one day is a magical land that nothing ever happens, where where it never actually occurs, right? I want to retire in three years on this day, and I need to have this much money, and then I can measure it to a specific time base. Well, that's a SMART goal. Now, What I do is I get people to write these down only for the purposes of getting to step two. Step two is write down why it's important to them and then summarize the SMART goal and the why statement in 250 words or less. Now, for people that have read Stephen Covey or One Minute Manager, there's nothing new here. I just find it really helps for me to get people to that specific level. All I'm doing is merging those two concepts together. But what I find is when people start to write down what, why it's important to them, they all of a sudden discover it's not important to them. Their parents perhaps instilled it into them. Maybe they had a drunk uncle and a cousin once that said something and it stuck with them. And they're working tirelessly to try and obtain goals that aren't actually important to them. So what that happened, what happens then is it forces them into a form of paralysis. They know they have goals, but they don't know why they're important to them or they're not important to them, so they don't actually move forward with them. For instance, I know for me, getting people to obtain rapid growth is like ecstasy to me. It's what I can imagine a, a, a drug fix would feel like. I've never taken drugs, but that's what I would imagine it being like. And when I get to speak to an audience of 150 people and watch them get that aha moment, or when I do a few little workshops with people on stage and talk about off the cuff what their experiences or what their business is and help them move from functional skill onwards, I know that what I'm doing 
is of huge value and I love doing it. So I'm completely aligned. But I got there because I knew what my why statements were. Because a lot of people's goals are all over the place, then they're forced to go back to the original story to call themselves a a business coach as opposed to what they specifically help with. So becoming really clear about the goals. And then once you've got those goals, read them over and then look at the customer profile and the way you've circled things down and the true value that you provide. And through that lens, you'll find that you escape your functional perspective. And as I said, if you need a little bit more of a helping hand, I've written a 13-part email series that I give away on my website that will help you break that down. All you've got to do is opt into anything and you'll get that email series. That is such a transformative sequence as well. Everything that you've said, I mean, throughout the entire episode, I can, as I said earlier, see the cogs whirring. I can feel them going in my own mind and I'm just I'm just blown away by the, the power of what you've said there. And that sounds so corny. You know? It sounds like a big old American cliche, but I can see how deconstructing everything that you've said there, taking it piece by piece, treating it as an exercise and going through that could genuinely transform the way someone looks at their life and the business. So Matthew, I think that that is absolutely amazing. And we are coming up to about time on the episode, but I know you've spent some time preparing a little bit of extra value for the listeners out there, haven't you? Sure. So I have a rule that anytime I get on the podcast, I like to be the biggest downloaded and the biggest exciting podcast that you've had in a while. So for that, what I find is if I don't give away something a little bit extra, then we're not going to achieve that. So what I do is, and what I've done specifically for your audience is you you told me that predominantly what you've got is you've got business owners out there that are really, really motivated, really want to succeed in life, but they might not have all of the steps along the way to make that possible right now. There might be some red lights along their way. And what I do as a business coach is obviously a lot of the time I have to fix the, the foundations of a business. And that's what I teach in my podcast. So what I've done is I've put together the five templates that I use when I start coaching a business for the first time. Now, this isn't my rapid growth program. My rapid growth program is very separate to this. But when I'm trying to build those solid foundations to get the business structure absolutely spot on, and I've put those worksheets together. And one of them actually is one that I haven't released even on my podcast just yet. So you've got one location you can go to and you can download those. And on there, there's links to videos where I explain how to do this. Now, my suggestion to to you is not to do it yourself, but find a friend and do it to each other. So find another business colleague and share the templates and do it to each other. Because what you see, and this is a, a whole saying of physician heal thyself. The reason why I am a lot better at helping people obtain rapid growth than they are to themselves, a lot to do with the fact is I'm an exterior person. I mean, obviously I've got years of experience, but I'm also looking in as opposed to looking within, which is much harder. So I've created these templates and they're available at matthewpollard.guru forward slash excellence. And you can go to that link, download those templates, and I really would heed you to utilize those to start improving your business today. That is amazing. Check it out, guys. MatthewPollard.guru forward slash excellence. Matthew, listen, that has been such an amazing show. That's one of the most enjoyable shows we've ever, ever done. And I'm sure one of the most transformative. So I know we've gone through it right at the beginning, but just before we stick a pin in it, where can people connect with you online? Are you on the old social networks as well, sir? <laughs> I am. So I, you can find me on Twitter at uh, the at symbol Matthew Pollard underscore. You can find me at Facebook as Matthew Pollard Speaker. And yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn. I think if you type in Matthew Pollard, you'll get a huge number of them. But using the special links within LinkedIn, if you do forward slash 
forward slash Matthew Pollard speaker, you'll find me there as well. But as I said, the best way to do it is to type my name into Google. My website will come up at least two or three times on the front page, all of my of my website, all of my social links are there for you. You can also subscribe to my, my podcast, which I, what I do is I don't do them anywhere near as frequently as what you do because they take me a lot of time to produce because what I provide is a full training sequence on how to coach a business coach or how to turn a business on. And a lot of the times, instead of just an interview, I'll do an interview, then I'll give away some ideology, then I'll give away a worksheet that you can download, but it's hugely tolling. So it takes me a long time to put together. And what I do is I, I, I drip them in, but that doesn't mean that my downloads aren't huge, even though I'm not following the, ru- the rules because the content is very, very good. So I, I do heed you to, to check that out. Super stuff, Matt. That's been a real, real pleasure. And guys, honestly, do check it out. Matt is a content machine and it's all valuable stuff. So please, when you get a bit of spare time, ideally right now after you finish listening, check out everything Matt has just said. Thank you once again, sir. That's been a real pleasure. Mark, it's been my pleasure. Always fun, sir. Always fun. And guys, don't forget, if you're struggling to remember any of the links that myself and Matthew have spoken about today, don't forget, head on to excellence-expected.com and we'll put everything in the show notes. And a small favor, I do infrequently ask this of you. If you enjoyed the show, if you enjoyed everything that Matt has said, do me one small favor and tell a couple of friends about it. That would be massive. Thank you so much for that. And guys, don't forget, until next time, the more you expect from yourself, the more you will excel. Adios. Adios.